Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. You heard the other day, Ontario will be te- uh, the testing grounds for a new COVID-19 tracking application. Uh, th- this basically uh, keeps track of those who have uh, tested positive and then through technology uh, notifies those who have come in contact in some way uh, with that person. To talk more about all of this, let's bring in Dr. Ann Collins, incoming president, Canadian Medical Association, and with us now. Doctor, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. Doing fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. We all hear about uh, tracing, contract tra- uh, contact tracing, how this is so important as we go down the curve. Your thoughts on what has been announced? So, first of all, as you've said, contact tracing is critically important to control uh, in a pandemic situation. So it needs to be supported and continue to be funded. It is sort of the basis of good public health in this situation. And digital contact tracing apps have certainly um, a role to play in enhancing that function um, uh, with respect to control. So uh, will people jump on board? It sounds relatively easy, but then all of a sudden the privacy issue comes into play. Many have said also that young people who sometimes have a tendency to ignore these things will jump onto this because of the technology. Uh, What are your thoughts about participation? So participation is critical. Um, There has to be wide uptake um, of the app for it to be effective and to contribute to contact tracing. I think you're right. I think uh, what you're pointing out is that there could be some disparity in terms of who um, who has uh, who will use the app, but also who will have access to the app. We know that there are still many Canadians who have flip phones, for example, um, and then of course um, Wi-Fi access in many parts of the country is is not as uh, broadband as it is in others. So yeah, it, uptake is is very important, um, and uh, and that will, in some ways, mark whether the app is a success or not. What percentage do we need for it to be? And I'm sure this is a range. So minimum to maximum, what do we need? What's uh, what I've seen quoted is uh, between sixty to eighty percent uptake in order for it to be uh, useful and uh, of benefit. Uh, do you think more people will be uh, 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 more inclined to uh, download the app or get the vaccine when it's available? Because we could be having that same debate then. Well, that's true. But we, we have an app in a beta form perhaps now. Um, the vaccine, lots of work being done on that area, but we, we don't have uh, you know a sharp timeline on when uh, that's going to be um, be available, uh, effective, safe, and available. So I think we just have to deal with this for now, and and um, and encourage people um, to to download the app. Privacy, as you mentioned earlier, earlier is always a concern. Is that the major uh, issue with people, Anne? Is that people are concerned about their security and, and about being traced? Is it, what what is the biggest objection to something like this? That is a concern. Uh, CMA has done other work that has led us or has informed us that the public is willing to give up some of their information as long as they feel confident that their privacy is secure. And from what we see, uh, at least initially, it appears that this app um, will satisfy that. So we just need to get people um, informed about it 
and um, thinking about it. And when it's launched in Ontario in, in July, hopefully there will be a useful uptake. Uh, is advertising the key here, uh, getting this out to everybody? And will there be some that no matter what, they're not, they're not buying in? As always, with, with anything new, there will be, uh, I presume, people who will sit back and wait and see what happens perhaps with the next iteration. I think you're right. Uh, informing the public about what's coming, what will be available, and the reason for its usefulness um, so that it helps with us to keep as an open um, public, if you will. Um, will it help with the management of the second wave, which we expect uh, will come sometime in the fall? Considering where other countries are on this and other countries' use of contact tracing through technology and such, how does, how does this model compare to what other, other parts of the world are doing? Well, um, I can't answer that question for you. I uh, I have, uh, you know, limited knowledge about mm-hmm. comparative apps, but this is clearly the one that um, federal government here has uh, chosen to support and feel confident in the providers uh, who have... We, uh, we go with this and, and, and see where it takes us. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Is the second wave and the fact that, you know, people have now been, uh, you know, in their house for 14 weeks now, now we're slowly starting to see things open up. And there is obviously the threat there of the second wave that's on everybody's mind. Is that, do you think that will be enough? Uh, meaning the fear of a second wave and the fear of perhaps having to go backwards and close everything up again, that will be enough to motivate people to, to jump onto the app. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that the people that have experienced that uh, physical isolation, perhaps changes in their employment, cutback in hours and so on, will see this as perhaps a, a, a hope to help manage that um, the next time. Around. I, I guess we're just assuming here, Anne, that, that the, the uptake is going to be low because people will be cautious. Do you think it'll be the other way around and boom, it's like 80% and we didn't even have to blink an eye? Well, I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't. I am hoping that um, uh, people will see this as, as an innovation uh, to help in the management of this pandemic We've seen changes in different aspects of it almost every week since March. So hopefully um, Canadians will uh, em- embrace this uh, and, um, and help us help show its uh, worth and value. As incoming president of the Canadian Medical Association and as a doctor, obviously, what, have your, what are your thoughts on uh, after 14 weeks of where we are and our future. Are you confident? How, how concerned are you? Well, of course, that varies on and depends on where you are across the country. I think we are starting to see um, glimmers of, well, frank opening up in some areas and more guarded opening up in other parts of the country, certainly in, in uh, Ontario as compared to Atlantic Canada. Um, I'm hopeful that we are going to uh, learn to live with our new reality. This is not 
we're only 100 days in. Um, this has not gone away nor going away, but I am confident that Canadians um, will continue to adapt and continue to be vigilant about all of those public health measures that have gotten us this far with uh, distancing when necessary or when when possible, good hand hygiene, just the ABCs of public health. What, as we do enter, as you said, 100 days, 14 weeks of this, what can we learn from this pandemic? From, uh, from a medical standpoint, from a healthcare standpoint, what, are, what is this teaching us? What have we learned? Well, we're looking at that now. Um, there have been, you know, many obvious learnings to date uh, with respect to supply availability and distribution of PPE in the early days. I think that we've learned that we have in many parts of the country, we have capacity and that with the cooperation of our public, we've been able to maintain that capacity to deal with the illness uh, in various stages that results from from COVID. Um, And that Canadians care for one another Hmm. um, in terms of, uh, of how they've managed the public health measures. It has, of course... As we know, on the other hand, reveal the soft underbelly, if you will, of other parts uh, of our societal function with our vulnerable populations who have been more uh, susceptible to the effects of COVID and, of course, the tragedies in uh, long-term care. Do you, uh, do you think that uh, that this whole pandemic has changed Canadians' perspective on the healthcare system? Changed their perspective on the frontline workers, like uh, personal care workers, and 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 the other frontline workers, uh, and specifically those in and around senior homes. I mean, you know, it, this doesn't necess- uh, healthcare. We all know is not necessarily a fashionable topic. But uh, it seems as, you know, the first crisis of a privileged generation that it has maybe adjusted our views a little bit and made us focus on what is important and what our priorities should be. Do you think this is going to change our view of healthcare moving forward? I certainly hope it does. I think it has. Um, I just spoke to a group of healthcare workers at a local nursing home this morning and to give them praise for the jobs that they do in caring with their work families, if you will. Um, so the important uh, learnings from this will be is what we carry forward, what we see as priorities, how we transform in some way our healthcare system that wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily broken, but maybe not working as efficiently as it could have pre-COVID so that we take some of the learnings out of this. And I think what you're speaking to is maybe you know, to some extent, needs and wants and and, and what is important in caring for our patients and, and Canadians. Dr. Ann Collins has been with us, incoming president of the Canadian Medical Association, touching on everything from long-term care to uh, COVID-19 tracking, which is uh, slowly becoming available. Doctor, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Good luck with your term. Thanks very much. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.